Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 86 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, complete edition. And the games coming out this week include Tyrannus, Hitman 3, Marble Duel, Air Bounce the Jump and Run Challenge, Unspottable, Gravity Heroes, Red Out Space Assault, Skycadia, and Adverse. After what seemed like a month of really no big news stories, we have a huge set of news stories this week, and we have eight to cover, so let's get started. Number one, Lucasfilm Games will announce more projects in 2021, including EA Star Wars games. Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, Lucasfilm Games has announced an open-world Star Wars game from Ubisoft and an Indiana Jones game from Bethesda in the last two days, but it's not done yet, with more announcements to come this year, some of which will apparently be unexpected. On StarWars.com, Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley explains that the recent Lucasfilm Games rebrand is really the culmination of years of preparing to come out and say, we're here, we've got a team of people, we're going to make a lot of great games. And here's some new things you weren't expecting from us to do that we're now starting to do. And that's going to continue throughout the next year or so when we're going to continue to announce projects that are more representative of the legacy of the old Lucasfilm games that we're now trying to live up to. Those games will include Star Wars projects from EA, who previously held that license exclusively. Quote, while we may not have a lot of details to share at the moment, end quote, says Riley. Quote, we've got a number of projects underway with the talented teams at EA, end quote. And it's not that it's just about a slate of games in development already, it's clear that Lucasfilm Games is now accepting pitches for games based on its licenses too. Quote, we're looking to work with the best in-class teams that can make great games across all of our IP, end quote, Riley continues. Quote, we've got a team of professionals here at Lucasfilm Games who can work with the developers, shape the stories, shape the creative, shape the games to make them really resonate with fans and deliver across a breadth of platforms, genres, and experiences so that all of our fans can enjoy the IPs that they know and love, end quote. As for what we already know, Lucasfilm Games is a new brand covering Star Wars games and beyond, created by multiple developers and publishers. So far, that includes an Indiana Jones game from Machine Games, known for Wolfenstein The New Order, and a story-driven open-world Star Wars games from Ubisoft Massive, known for The Division. As a Star Wars fan, this has been music to my ears all week. This is now confirming that the EA exclusivity deal, which ends in 2023, will not be renewed and that anyone will be able to make Star Wars games. It just opens up the competition so everyone has a chance, and I can't wait to see what Ubisoft Massive does. I wasn't a huge fan of the Division, but that Snowdrop engine is beautiful. It'd be great to see an open-world Star Wars game I can play with my friends. And as someone who is a huge fan of the Wolfenstein series from Machine Games, they certainly know how to make Nazi-killing games, so it would be cool to see what they can do with the Indiana Jones license. The obvious question here is, since Bethesda is now owned by Xbox, will this be an exclusive? And will this be the exclusive that finally rivals Uncharted, since Uncharted is pretty much an Indiana Jones series anyway? Can't wait to see what the future holds, and it's certainly bright. Number 2. Capcom will reveal first ever Resident Evil Village gameplay to showcase next week. The Could at TechRadar writes, Capcom has announced that it will reveal more about Resident Evil Village at a showcase it's hosting next week. The Resident Evil showcase is set to take place on January 21st at 5pm Eastern, and is set to give us our best look yet at the new Resident Evil game. Capcom has said that the showcase will see viewers getting a guided tour of Resident Evil Village, including a new trailer and our first look at gameplay, with Capcom teasing that there will also be more Resident Evil news about the franchise as a whole too. 
Can't wait to see what we see on Resident Evil 8 Village. I am so excited. Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises of all time. And the fact that they're calling it a showcase means that we're going to have to see more from something in the series. Will that be a trailer for the Netflix show? Or will it please be the heavily rumored Resident Evil 4 remake that would blow my damn mind? Number 3, Cyberpunk 2077 Next Gen Update will be released in the second half of 2021. Matt Kim at IGN writes, CD Projekt Red co-founder Marcin Iwinski appeared on a video today to apologize on behalf of the company and the leadership team over the launch of Cyberpunk 2077. Iwinski promises more updates will be regularly delivered along with free content including the promised free next-gen upgrade for PS5 and Xbox Series X, now targeting the second half of 2021. CD Projekt Red never revealed when a next-gen upgrade for Cyberpunk 2077 would be released, other than it would be released for free sometime in 2021. But now Winsky has confirmed that players will likely not see the update until the latter half of the year. As someone on record on this podcast being extremely excited for the game, which was quickly deflated when I decided to refund my purchase on the Series X, never even gave it a shot. I want to play this game in its full fidelity fixed, and I want to play it on console. I have a PC that could run this game pretty well, but I want to see it in beautiful 4K HDR on my Series X. Really sucks that they have to wait till the second half of 2021, but I don't care, just please make it right and please make it good. Number 4, Mass Effect Legendary Edition reportedly out in March. Jordan Noop at IGN writes, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the remaster collection of the original Bioware RPG trilogy, releases on March 12, 2021, according to a report by Eurogamer. The release date leak comes courtesy of Singapore retailer Shopatree and Indonesia company GSS Shop, both of which have posted the March 12th date, which was spotted by Twitter user Idlesloth. Eurogamer states that their sources believe the date to be accurate. Electronic Arts has yet to confirm any official release date for Mass Effect Legendary Edition. The collection will include all single-player-based content and DLC from the first three games, with forward compatibility and targeted enhancements on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. It will also include all promo weapons, armors, and packs, all in a package that's remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD, along with improved frame rates. Bioware hasn't shown any gameplay footage from Legendary Edition, but with a March release date, it's possible they'll debut some in the near future. March 12th would be an amazing time for this trilogy to come out. Mass Effect 2 is one of my top 3 favorite games of all time, and the franchise is among the best out there in gaming, let's exclude Mass Effect Andromeda. With not too many games on the near horizon, this would be a perfect fit for everyone to enjoy. Number 5, Ubisoft delays mass multiplayer outdoor extreme sports game Riders Republic. Matt Wales at Eurogamer writes, Riders Republic Ubisoft's mass multiplayer outdoor extreme sports game for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC will no longer release on February 25th, as previously announced and has been delayed to some currently unspecific point later this year. Riders Republic revealed that the tail end of last year is something of a spiritual successor to Ubisoft's underappreciated winter sports effort Steep, albeit with the game's focus on snowy pursuits expanded out to encompass a wide range of different activities, snowboarding, biking, skiing, and wingsuit action, both vanilla and jet-powered, across varied terrain. Solo and co-op play is supported as players participate in events across Riders Republic World, stitched together from seven iconic U.S. national parks. Bryce Canyon, Yosemite Valley, Sequoia Park, Zion, Canyonlands, Mammoth Mountain, and Grand Teton. But Ubisoft is very much pushing large-scale competition as a focus, including races with upwards of 50 players. As one of the few big games that was on the immediate horizon, we now are going to be delayed to sometime later this year, maybe even 2022, who knows with all these delays in the industry. This game did look pretty cool, not something I would buy on day one, but if it gets good reviews, I might check it out. Number six, Rust's long-awaited console version has been rated by the ESRB. Jordan Alleman at IGN writes, The long-awaited console edition of Face Punch Studios Rust has been rated by the ESRB for Xbox One and PS4. 
The ESRB rating mentions that the game will be coming to PS4 and Xbox One with no mention of the next-gen consoles, though the game will likely be playable on the PS5 and Series X and S via backwards compatibility. With the ratings announcements usually coming short before release, it seems that we'll likely get an official release announcement in the near future. The announcement that Rust would be coming to consoles came in November of 2019 during the XO19 conference, with a planned release date of 2020. The popular survival game slipped outside of that window with Port Studio 011 shifting estimations towards 2021 in a December 2020 update. Rust originally launched all the way back in 2013 at the start of the survival game boom. It has recently seen a massive resurgence on Twitch with top streamers like Hassan Piker and Lemmy playing the game live. When I got my first like real PC gaming rig in about 2015-2016, I hopped onto Rust for all of about 10 minutes, was alone, and just did not enjoy my time. I'm sure if I had a bunch of buddies to jump into this game with that I'd have a blast, so here's to probably checking it out on consoles this time around. Number 7, Harry Potter RPG Hogwarts Legacy Delayed 2022. Austin Goslin at Polygon writes, Hogwarts Legacy, the role-playing game set in the Harry Potter universe, has been delayed until sometime in 2022. The game's delay was announced via a statement on its official Twitter account on Wednesday. Quote, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Port Key Games label. Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we are giving the game the time it needs, end quote. Hogwarts Legacy is developed by Avalanche Software, the studio behind the Disney Infinity Games, and published by Portkey Games, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's label for the Harry Potter games. The game will be an action RPG and will take place at the famous school of witchcraft and wizardry that Harry Potter calls home throughout his adventures in the books. However, far from the time of both the original book series and the more recent Fantastic Beast movies, Hogwarts Legacy will be set in the 1800s giving players a chance to see more of the wizarding world and discover some of the history and secrets of the series' most famous school. As someone who is also a huge Harry Potter fan, I'm excited to see what this game is. Avalanche Software obviously has a lot to approve since this is such a big undertaking compared to the Disney Infinity games, but I'm excited to see more and hopefully we'll see more gameplay later this year. And number 8, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order gets Xbox Series X and S optimization update. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, An update for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has begun rolling out that makes a number of performance improvements to the game running on Series X and S. The Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order patch notes say that frame rates have been improved on both Xbox Series X and S, the dynamic resolution ranges have been increased for a higher resolution experience on the Series X and S, and post-processing resolution has seen an improvement on Xbox Series X, but sadly not the Series S. In performance mode on the Series X, players can expect a buttery smooth 60 frames per second gameplay experience, with dynamic resolution in the range of 1080p and 1440p. In standard non-performance mode, dynamic resolution ranges between 1512p and 2160p, while post-processing has seen a bump up to 4K resolution. Those adventuring on the Series S will see frame rates bumped up to 60 frames per second from the standard 45. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was one of my favorite games last year. I love Respawn, love Star Wars, perfect fit, they absolutely nailed it with a great story. I've been looking forward to going back and playing this game and I'm glad I waited as I now have a buttery smooth 60 frames per second to look forward to playing on my Series X. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one's going to be a fun fact about all the exclusive games coming to Xbox consoles later this year. The list is as followed, Adios, The Artful Escape, The Ascent, The Big Con, Crossfire X, Dead Static Drive, Echo Generation, Exomecha, Exo One, The Gunk, Halo Infinite, The Last Stop, Lake, Little Witch in the Woods, The Medium, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Psychonauts 2, RPG Time, Sable, Scorn, She Dreams Elsewhere, Shredders, Song of Iron, Tunic, 12 Minutes, Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, Warhammer 40k Darktide, 
Weight of the Woods, and The Wild at Heart. The only asterisk on that list would be Psychonauts 2, because it's not technically a console exclusive, but it's launching into Xbox Game Pass. Really excited to see all the exclusives coming to Xbox finally, we just need to hear from the heavy hitters at Xbox Game Studios. Thank you all for joining and listening to another Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week I've been so busy with work that I haven't really had any time to game, but after I record this podcast, I'm finally going to go check out Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Zombies mode with my buddy. One of my favorite gaming feelings in the world is going into a new zombies map absolutely blind and figuring it out with my buddy Brant. My name is Brant Rosie. you can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.